transform the ordinary mind by being mindful of the Buddha. Become awakened and guide sentient beings. Why do we have scattered thoughts? It is due to our karmic hindrances. Because we have karmic hindrances, we need to chant the Buddha's name and prostrate to the Buddha more often. Only by frequently chanting and prostrating will our karmic hindrances be eliminated, just as a large fire will only be extinguished by dousing it with lots of water. A small amount of water will not extinguish a large fire, but we cannot claim that water does not extinguish fire. How can one day of chanting eliminate our karmic offenses created over countless lifetimes? We must be persistent and constantly mindful of the Buddha, for our chanting to be effective. Everything is impermanent, including karmic hindrances. They will not last forever and can change at any moment. They arise due to causes and conditions, and will cease due to causes and conditions as well. How can we eliminate our karmic obstacles? The way to do so is to be constantly mindful of Amitabha Buddha, by sincerely chanting the name of Amitabha Buddha just once, we can eliminate our most severe offenses that have kept us in the cycle of birth and death for over eight billion kalpas. From this, we can see how great is the merit of chanting the Buddha's name. When faced with afflictions, we should chant Amitabha Buddha's name more often. When there is a disastrous fire, we need to extinguish it with large amounts of water. However, one cup of water will not extinguish a cartload of burning firewood. If our chanting does not bring us joy and tranquility, it is because we have not chanted enough. Just like a small amount of water will not extinguish a large fire. If we wish to be happy and free of afflictions, we should constantly chant the name of Amitabha Buddha. We should not only think of our own relatives when we dedicate the merits of our chanting, with no thought of sharing with others. This shows that we have not brought forth the Bodhi mind, and are still ordinary beings. How much of an effect can we have by only transferring our merits to our relatives? We should bring forth the Bodhi mind, and dedicate the merits of our chanting to all sentient beings. For this, they will be grateful to you. The Bodhi mind is the Buddha mind. As long as our Buddha mind is strong enough, sentient beings will be able to benefit from all of our meritorious virtues. The Buddha mind is the mind of great compassion. As long as we are full of compassion, we can transform our ordinary minds into the Buddha mind. We should all bring forth the Bodhi mind and transform our secular sentiments into the wisdom of the sages. Bring forth great determination to change our lazy tendencies from the infinite past. If we don't, time will pass us by. If we are not mindful of the Buddha, we are thinking scattered thoughts. When we are not chanting the Buddha's name, we are engaging in meaningless chatter if we do not change the habitual tendencies of ordinary beings, we will never revive our Dharma body and wisdom life. Do we want to be ordinary beings forever? We are mindful of the Buddha for the purpose of realizing Buddhahood. What is the purpose of realizing Buddhahood? 
It is to guide sentient beings, having the intention to guide sentient beings before realizing Buddhahood is great, but we lack the blessings and wisdom to do so. We might have small merits, but we do not have great virtues. Only after we have realized Buddhahood will we have vast and unhindered strength that has no limits and no boundaries, and practice the Bodhisattva way with true proficiency. Pure Land practitioners chant the name of Amitabha Buddha as their main method of practice. Our emphasis is on developing deep faith and strong determination to be reborn in the Western Pure Land. Only after being reborn in the Pure Land can we perfect our blessings and wisdom and have real means to guide sentient beings. We chant the name of Guanyin Bodhisattva as a secondary practice with the hope of changing adversities into propitious circumstances and avoiding obstacles in our practice. When chanting the Buddha's name, it is most important to contemplate with our minds, chant with our mouths, and listen with our ears. It is the same when prostrating to the Buddha. Because our minds are not strong enough, we must use our mouths and ears to help us out. Even more so, we should use our bodies to prostrate in order to eliminate our karmic hindrances. Once our karmic hindrances are cleared, our bodies and minds will naturally be pure, just as once the wind stops blowing, the waves on the ocean will also settle down. Success in any endeavor requires persistence and repeated practice. Chanting the Buddha's name requires determination that is strong enough to last over time. You may have chanted a thousand times or ten thousand times, but you must not stop. Continue to chant with utmost sincerity. It is impossible to start chanting today and attain single-mindedness or samadhi tomorrow. Everyone, make a determined goal. Do not be careless about it. Tell yourself you must reach your goal. I must eat every day or else I will die of starvation. After eating, I shall work hard on practicing the myriad deeds. I must chant the Buddha's name every day. If I do not take in this Dharma nourishment, my Dharma body will not be revived. If we chant the Buddha's name with an impure mind, how will we possibly chant well? Can we make clean buns with dirty hands? That's why out of the many people who chant the Buddha's name, few actually receive the benefits in this lifetime. It is not that the method is not effective, but rather that our minds are not in accord with the Buddha. Our minds are full of secular sentiments, so how will we realize Buddhahood? Please, settle down the impure thoughts in your mind. Then, you will immediately be able to chant well and be full of peace and tranquility. The greatest form of merit is gained by chanting the Buddha's name to be reborn in the Western Pure Land. Once there, we will attain the stage of non-arising, realize Buddhahood, and guide sentient beings. This is the greatest, most sacred wish to have. Giving up on this wish is both ignorant and pitiable. Make determination and make it now. Once you make a determination, put it into action right away. Do not claim that you will do it in the future. Then you are unlikely to succeed. 
It is pitiable that so many sentient beings miss out on a bright future because of procrastination. If we would like to eliminate our karmic obstacles, increase our blessings and wisdom, and be unobstructed in our bodhisattva practice, we need to work to benefit others as well as ourselves. We should not be afraid of difficulties. Instead, we should seek opportunities to challenge ourselves. Only through diligent cultivation will we be able to eliminate our karmic obstacles from the infinite past. Buddhahood is realized through the mind. Everyone has a mind. The Buddha mind and the mind of sentient beings are equal. However, they do not have the same blessings and wisdom. Do not simply rely on the Buddha. Rely on the strength of your own mind. As it is said, the mind that cultivates the causes of Buddhahood is the mind of a Buddha. If you refuse to grow up, your parents cannot help you. If you do not seek to end the cycle of birth and death, the Buddha cannot help you either. Is practicing Buddhism difficult? If you do not give up your secular sentiments, then it is truly difficult. In fact, it will be impossible. If you give up your secular sentiments and completely follow the Buddhist precepts and the patriarch's rules, it is guaranteed that you will accomplish your practice. You have the potential to be a great person. Why not seek to improve yourself? Buddhism must be put into practice. After listening to the Buddhist principles, you should learn to put them to practical use. Great blessings and wisdom come from practice. Wise people, you should read Buddha sutras and listen to the Buddha Dharma more often. Draw near good and wise advisors and settle in a good monastery to train yourself. By doing so, you will cultivate great blessings and wisdom, bringing great honor to Buddhism and to your ancestors as well. Buddhist practitioners should benefit themselves as well as others. We should seek to guide people toward Buddhist practice. By leading just one person to practice Buddhism, the resulting merits will reduce the obstacles in your own cultivation. If you have no intention of guiding others, where will your blessings come from? If you can make the determination to guide ten, twenty, one or two thousand people, then you will earn more merits in one year of practice than what other people gain in ten years. Regardless of the conflicts that occur in your family or in your dealings with society, keep in mind that the clouds dissipate when you hold back your temper, and the horizons widen when you take a step back. Then you will avoid all kinds of confrontations over rights and wrongs, and will not make enemies with others. By practicing tolerance and taking a step back, you will be like a bird soaring in the sky. You will be free and nothing will get in your way. Those who can practice tolerance and take a step back are the strongest of all people.